0: Shalom, shalom, and welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original languages as a guide. It's a fun journey. We are in Exodus chapter 31, and we are reading from the New King James Version Bible. So without any further ado, I pray God would open our eyes, ears, and hearts to His truth and His truth alone. Exodus chapter 31. Then Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the spirit of Elohim, in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. And may I point out here, people, God filled him, filled Bezalel, Bezalel, with the spirit of God filled him. So there was an infilling of the Holy Spirit that was new and wrote the law on our hearts and minds. But we are going to see many instances in Scripture where the Spirit of God was in people, the Spirit of Elohim. So I want to point that out because there's a misunderstanding of many in Christianity thinking that the Spirit of God only rested upon people or was outside of them, but not so. Not so. Yes, there was the Holy Spirit that then came and dwelled with us in a new An emboldening capacity at, you know, a Shavuot after Yeshua Jesus rose from the dead. But I just want to point out they were familiar with the Spirit of God. And remember, the word Spirit is the word Ruach. Ruach in Hebrew, R U A C H is what it transliterates as. And it means wind. So if I say wind or spirit, I'm saying the same word. Okay. So he put this, his spirit in him, to design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, indeed I, have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan. And I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans, that they may make all that I have commanded you. And I think this is interesting that they came from Judah and Dan. Judah is, of course, the the tribe which Yeshua Jesus comes from, and it's the tribe in which the temple is put. The false high places, which the house, the northern kingdom of Israel, which is going to be called Ephraim, they had their worship place in the tribe of Dan, at Dan and Bethel. Um, The towns were Dan and Bethel. And it was within the tribe of Dan's territory, and they were the first ones, of course, to go after the pagan gods of the northerners and introduce some of those false ways of worship into the Israelite children. So I think I always found this interesting that the two men chosen were from areas where the true temple of God was from, and then the false high place was made that Dan and Bethel um, inside. So anyway, it's just interesting. Um, something to note. Verse 7, so the tabernacle meeting, the ark of the testimony, and the mercy seat, remember the word mercy seat, there's actually um, the covering atonement seat, the covering seat, the atonement seat that's on it, and all the furniture of the tabernacle, the table and its utensils, the pure gold lampstand with all its utensils, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the laver and its base, the garments of ministry, the holy garments for Aaron, the priest, and the garments of his sons to minister as priests, And the anointing oil and sweet incense for the holy place, according to all that I have commanded you, they shall do. And Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, speak also to the children of Israel saying, surely my Sabbaths you shall keep for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am Yahweh who sanctifies you or makes you holy. Notice whose Sabbaths they are, because I hear many people say, well, that's just for the Jews. Nope. Right here it says they are Yahweh's. And if you remember, we have found many verses throughout the book of Exodus already where it said that any Gentile that wanted to serve God does the same rules and obeys the same set of laws as those of Israel and they become like an Israelite and are treated as a native-born Israelite. A very, very clear verse on that is Ezekiel chapter 47, the last two verses. So I just want to point that out. These are God's signs and they are a God's Sabbaths and they are a sign between us and him forever. Not just until the Messiah throughout the generations. Verse 14, you shall keep the Sabbath, not any Sabbath. You can't pick any day. There is a day called Shabbat in Hebrew. The days of the week are literally Day first, day second, day third, day fourth, day fifth, day sixth, and day Sabbath. So Yom Shon, Yom Sheni, Yom Shelishi, Yom Rivi, Yom Chamishi, Yom Shishi, ve-Yom Shabbat. Like the words for Sabbath for Saturday is Sabbath, (laughs) Shabbat. (laughs) So you shall keep the Shabbat, not a Shabbat. The Shabbat. Therefore, it is holy to you. It's set apart. It's dedicated. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. For whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath of rest. Holy to Yahweh. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Therefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. That means forever. And remember, You are grafted into Israel. There is one way, one faith, one hope. We were already told in many verses that any Gentile that wanted to serve God would um, keep the same rules as his people and he'd be treated as a native-born. So there's one way, one faith, one law, one hope. Verse 17, It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days Yahweh made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And when he had made an end of speaking with him on Mount Sinai, he gave Moses, Moshe, two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone, written with the finger of Elohim. That's pretty amazing. And I really believe, and many people believe, that whom Moses met with was Yeshua, the image of God, Yahweh, that we can see. Because, I, we, you know, possibly... Um, he heard his voice, but Yeshua, Jesus, specifically says no one has seen the face of the Lord and lived. So we know Moses had not seen his face. Well, of course, he saw his back. When he passed through, we're going to see that story in a few chapters here. But I just want to point out the importance of the Sabbath. It is a sign. It is a sign to us. And we you think, of it, think of it as the wedding ring, okay? think of it as your wedding ring. You keep these as a sign to Yahweh. It's a sign that we are his, that he is our God. Now, many in Judaism follow what's called the Talmud. It's an extra book written. begin. They began to compile these rules during the Babylonian exile, and then they codified it um, right around, I think, the time Yeshua was on earth. And it's extra rules, extra laws. And that is always what Jesus was speaking against. In fact, if you'll look through the New Testament again, You'll find a million, I mean, so many verses, not a million, literally, but you know what I mean, verses where he says to obey Moses, obey Moses. But he says, why do you hold to the tradition of your fathers and set aside the commandment of God? Indirectly in that verse, he's talking about their traditions in the Talmud. So when people, especially in the Christian faith, try to say that Jesus broke the Sabbath, see? No, he didn't. He never broke the Sabbath. He did contrary to what the Talmud said. The Talmud is the extra book of laws, over a thousand extra man-made laws. But he never, ever went against what Moses said. And I just hope that those of you listening are choosing to follow God over religion. That you are not setting aside the commandments of God to hold to your traditions of men. It's so, so important that we, that we just, we turn our hearts over to him and come back to him in his ways. So anyway, I wanted to point that out to you about the Sabbath. I hope it makes sense in relation to some of the misteachings teachings out there and that that actually never changed. The Sabbath has always been the seventh day. And Jesus never broke any of God's laws. He did not break the Sabbath. He broke the Sabbath according to the Talmud, not according to the Torah. So may you all have a super, super blessed day. And it's night here, actually. So have a blessed night wherever you're at. And I'll talk to you next time.